Put on your Sunday best. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Stephanie, Rachel, and Cliff. Hello and welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of Generally Speaking. I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And our next door neighbor, Rachel Griffin, had to bail on us this evening. So, Although she may join us later. She if, could if, very you know. possibly join us later if, she, if her mother comes over and, and takes mm-hmm. care of the little one and uh before we get started um just a quick announcement Uh, uh, pretty much 200 of our listeners already are aware of this we are not going to be on our a game this evening stephanie got a call this morning and her uh grandmother had a stroke and is in the hospital and on icu and so um anyway she's been at the hospital all day today and and we've been running back and forth and and so uh we have not had the time to do a lot of prep work that we typically do but uh Stephanie, just just so everybody doesn't hate me, will you please <laughs> tell them that this was your idea to go ahead and podcast this the, evening? This was my idea. This is something that I that I very much look forward to. Um, you know, my grandma is in stable condition um, in ICU. She is on um, life support, and um, the hospital pretty much kicks you out after nine o'clock. So there's not anything there that I can do anyway. So. Um, you know, I'm, I'm helping my mom out by keeping my little sister tonight, and and I, I'm I'm doing what I can um, in that situation. So I did want to go ahead and record tonight, and I'm hoping that you know I can smile and and laugh, and um, I I am in good spirits, um, and yeah. I wanted to go ahead. In fact, I sent out an email to our forum, this uh, everybody that's uh, registered user on our forum, and let them know, and we want to say a very special thank you to. Definitely all the people who have sent personal emails to podcast at ravenscraft.org mm-hmm. and all of you who have posted in Stephanie's section on the forum. Absolutely. Uh, your thoughts and prayers are a true, tremendous blessing. And uh, uh, we are a Christian family, obviously. And uh, Stephanie's grandmother has been a Christian uh, for at least as long as I've known her. For many years. And so uh, we, we know that no matter what happens, uh, she's in good hands. So... Mm-hmm. With that out of the way, I guess uh, let's go ahead and get started with the show. What do you think? Yeah. Okay, why don't you uh, tell us what's going on this All week? All right. Um, this is our March 30th, 2006 edition of the show, and this week we will be discussing the newest episode of Lost titled Lockdown. That's right. We'll start off with uh, breaking the show down, plot line by plot line, and we will discuss our reactions to it, share with you some insights. Well, we won't have too many because, like I said, we couldn't prepare too much. Uh, <laughs> hidden clues? Uh, well, we might not have too much of that either. Uh, and... Well, we'll talk about something within the show, I'm sure. Um, We'll also take a a few news stories relating to Lost. Are we still going to do that? Yeah, I think think Rem actually did that for us this week. All right, rock on. Thanks for coming to the rescue. Uh, Of course, uh, the most important voice in our show is yours. In fact, uh, we want to hear from you, and we urge you to call in your questions and comments on our listener line at area code 413-521-0958. We have a great top ten list this week, and Gracie's mom will be checking in with an update on this week's trivia contest and, generally speaking, Lost Forum update. Let's see here. We have a lot to cover this week, and if you want to follow along, there will probably not be show notes (laughs) on our website. Uh, (laughs) We are so reading an unedited script. (laughs) 
That's right. And so, but anyway, uh, if you do want to go to our website, you can find us at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. I so needed this. I know. I really did. And <laughs> click on the weekly lost link, and there might be something there, at least a link to the show anyway. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and not waste any more time and get this thing started with some cool island music. Hello, this is the Gunslinger calling in from Northern California with a few small things that I noticed from last night's episode. First off, I hope everyone caught Nadia getting her home inspected by John Locke. Secondly, uh, in relation to the pantry question, I noticed when uh, Henry Gale went in there that the pantry was almost empty. Uh, Did anyone notice the Dharma playing cards that Sawyer was using? Uh, Obviously, uh, a lot of people have talked about the oceanic plane that flew by the hotel when Locke went to see his father. And uh, I'm curiously asking myself if Henry really did push the button while he was gone. So, that's all I've got. Via con Dios, stay lost, and does this ranch dressing smell funny? Hi, Cliff, Stephanie, and Rachel. This is Michelle West from Texas. I am a first-time caller, but a big fan of your podcast. Hey, I wanted to comment on the last episode, which is Lockdown, which I think was very good. It was a very rich island uh, info-filled episode. I really liked more about Anthony Cooper, which is Locke's dad. And I believe this for a while, and I continue to believe that that Anthony Cooper is the original Sawyer, the one that um, scammed our James's uh, family years ago. Especially when he talked about the comedy pulled for $700,000, just confirms my belief that that is the real Sawyer. A couple things I noticed was that the Dharma logo was on the playing card. Did I catch that, or was that just me thinking that Dharma is everywhere? And also when they had the lockdown part of it and they had the map showing on the top, it looked like it was a map of all the different stations and maybe some Latin. I couldn't quite tell, but I saw, or rather heard, on a local radio station, they thought it was Latin comments like, the remedy is no good, or the remedy is worse than the disease, or something to that effect. Um, Basically, at the end, I thought it was great. It was kind of like last episode where they left you wanting more. I mean, you want to know more about Helen, more about Locke, how did he get disabled. I thought they were going to have the, the bad guys do something to him, but alas, no. And last, I just want to say I really enjoy your podcast. I also have a four-year-old named Matthew, and I can barely have time to listen to podcasts, much like put them together. So kudos for a very good job. Well done. Thanks, and enjoy your podcast. Bye. Michelle, thank you very much for your uh, listener call in to our listener line. Uh, the deck of cards. And also, Gunslinger before that. Oh, yes, and Gunslinger, obviously. Uh, yes, the deck of cards did have the Dharma logo. In fact, it wasn't uh, the first time uh, that they had brought out mm-hmm. the uh, Dharma logo cards, but uh, we're going to get to that. I have a special segment okay. that I put together for. <laughs> yes, it's not a segment, but uh, a little sound clip, little that, sound I, clip. that I put together. Uh, but we do want to go a little bit in order today, and so uh, let's see here. So they opened up the episode uh, this week, and uh, Locke was getting ready to uh, toss the big old question out there mm-hmm. uh, to Helen. What did I do to deserve this? What? Can a fella take his girl out for a picnic lunch just cause? A fella? A fella? So uh, that was pretty cool to open it up and find out that Locke was in love. (laughs) (laughs) That's just wrong. (laughs) I know. 
But anyway, uh, yeah, I, that was an exciting thing. I, I really enjoyed that part, just yeah. knowing that, that Locke had a love in his life. and, and well, uh, I think he needed, um, he really needed someone who was committed to him. You know, no one really cared about him, or at least that's... His perception. His perception of it. Rightly and, so, I believe, with yeah. the circumstances of his childhood and his mother and his father. and Yeah. Maybe he wasn't so much in love with her as in love... As he was in love with the the need of her, I think so. I think because there was some codependency yeah, issues there. Yeah, he couldn't there. have done. Not that he couldn't have, but I think maybe he wouldn't have done some of the things that he did had he really been in love with her. Absolutely, I agree with you one hundred percent on that. That's the relationship crap. Just so you know. Hey. You can You can I'm trying to get into this whole relationship crap stuff. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I'm just giving just you. Telling you, I'm up on it. Actually, you know, I, I'm probably getting a bad rap. I actually do enjoy the relationship stuff, and but but the, <laughs> it's just it's nothing compared to the island crap. You know, <laughs> I love the island crap. Put him back in the armory. Why do you let him talk to you like that? That clip, I know. <laughs> made so many people happy that is the brilliance of the character and how henry gale is written he is such a good manipulator but i think last week we already covered why why Locke lets jack talk to him that way and that's because jack is the husband and Locke is the wife (laughs) (laughs) they're having a little bit of relationship issues themselves yeah they need some marriage counseling is that what you're saying want to be in control absolutely but i tell you the it, it it definitely was a good twist, you know. They came back to the whole, you know, what if I have them, am, you know, ambushed and I yeah. send them out there by themselves, and yeah. and then it comes back, and he just goes back and forth, back and forth, and I love it. Uh, and and so uh, we'll come back to him in just a moment. Right. Uh, however, I will say to you that they jumped right into the, you know, out in the middle of the jungle looking for the balloon, and they got the rain. And I'm sorry, That's- but they had the most horrible. Uh, script for that part where they find the balloon. It it was absolutely one of the most stupidest things I've ever seen on television. Yes, I mean it's. Uh, why well, isn't it raining here? <laughs> and you know who they gave that line to? I well, mean, hello. Anna Lulu. But um. Did you know I've been criticized for being too harsh on the characters? <laughs> 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 just Anna Lulu and Charlie from time to time. But. You should just hear me talk about the characters when there's not a mic in front of my mouth. <laughs> but it's um, usually clean language. <laughs> Don't give them any wrong yeah, ideas. Yeah, it is. Um, but, um, th- yeah, that was just hor- I mean, the rest of the show was so awesomely written that i don't even know if those two words go together <laughs> it doesn't matter it's late it's it's ten thirty, and you've had a long day so um, you're allowed to say awesomely written it, it was just i mean the rest of the show was remarkable mm-hmm. and then that part just out of nowhere just yeah. didn't fit you've got you've got charlie standing there for who knows how long right and it's not been raining on him for quite some time. And they lead you to believe that he's been standing there in the middle of a pouring down typhoon or whatever that thing's called that they have there. And it's not raining on him. He notices a grave, which they've been looking for, but he's not looked up until see, right. Anna Lulu says, Why isn't it raining 
I mean, is it? Wasn't that? I mean, come on! It just, it just that whole, but that whole scene, that whole setup where you know, um, didn't he say he buried his wife? Or you know, I'm just, none of that fit into the rest of the episode. As far as the the quality of writing, exactly. And I tell you, we we better watch it because Damon. And I Carlton know, actually wrote, wrote this one. Yeah, so. and and maybe that's it. Maybe that's maybe that's why I'm so critical of of that specific. I mean, and listen, you know, if, if Damon and Carlton listen to our show, I want them to know that I loved everything else about that episode. And we like. And them. I'm not an island centric viewer. <laughs> right. You know, I think going in knowing that they wrote that episode, I expected more, and maybe that was my own fault for doing so. But I I expected. Um, I expected more quality out of that episode than what we have seen, and I believe that I got it, mm-hmm. except in that. Except, except in, in that. It, clip. That was a poorly written it spot was. in the show. But I'll tell like you, they didn't have any other idea of what to do there, other than they had to find the balloon and they had to find the grave. Yeah. You know, I. Just, uh, it's Charlie should have so said, "Hey guys, come here, look what I found." I and mean, then he's like, so like, you know, in in season one when Charlie's like. Where are we? You know. Yeah, that I was mean, good. That I was like that. Why couldn't they? What is this? Exactly. You know, I mean, hey guys, look on. what I found. I mean, something. Yeah. But at least they did have some really cool music going out to the next commercial break. Is that just maybe that's more of their conspiracy theory for people to not like Charlie? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but we did have some awesome commercial breaks. Oh, I'm so excited! Now I had seen this commercial before watching Lost last night. So, oh, you did. So, yeah. last as soon as I saw, I saw as soon it. as I saw it. <laughs> I called Sarah Raider. <laughs> you called Sarah. You called your friend. I called my friend before I called my husband. You're not going to believe it. <laughs> what? You're having another baby? No, I just saw the preview I saw the for- first trailer for Alias. I can't wait. I'm so excited. And you know, if you think about it, okay, it's three weeks from tonight, which was Wednesday night. Yep. Um, it's a two-hour event. Yep. Comes on at 8 o'clock. Hmm. What does that mean? That More means, reruns? That means oh, Lost well, no re no rerun. That means Lost isn't going to be on. But that's okay. I was excited about. And, you know, <gasps> I know. What did you just say? I'm admitting. But I have to tell you that my first loyalty was to Alias and... You know, so they're going out. I I am so hoping that um that JJ Abrams is faithful to his first creation and that it goes out with a bang like I they're promising. So. I really do. But um I'm excited. I'm I am ready. too. I'm ready. Absolutely. We come back and then uh we got this little clip. I, I just love this little bit that we uh heard in the show. That would like assume that anyone actually tells me anything. Maybe if I were in the loop I could be more helpful. There is no loop, really. There is, there is so a loop. <laughs> no, there's, no, seriously, there is no loop. Well, there is the loop that's in the, the hatch. Yeah. But the fact is, is I, I, it, it points out the fact that nobody is really giving all the details of everything yeah. they know to pull that information together. It's kind of like there's, you know, the FBI and the CIA just are not communicating with each other. <laughs> and they need a whole patriarch or something. <laughs> 
Oh my yeah, gosh. That, you are you, so gonna be That's a uh, complaint department at <laughs> um let's see here, Rachel.griffin <laughs> Send all emails and private messages via the forum to Rachel Griffin. So anyway we She's d- so gonna have to stop missing because she gets all the slack. Now, you know, the writers of Lost have, of, uh, have often been given a hard time for starting up a storyline and never really coming back to it. And this week, at least, yeah. they didn't leave open this, What a, does nobody care about uh, baby Aaron anymore? And right. so this time they did wrap it up with this. So the fever's completely gone? Completely. You're not just saying that, right? You seem a bit distracted. I'm fine. And so is Aaron. So they at least they wrapped up and they said, "Listen, he doesn't have the island sickness. He just had a little fever. And, he's he's yeah. fine now." And and they kind of tied a loose end. Can you imagine? Anyway, then this next clip really doesn't have a whole whole lot to the plot line. <laughs> I'm reading this and I'm like, "What is? What?" <laughs> Tell them what's on the outline so that they'll know. <laughs> okay, funeral promo for generally speaking about the church so i'm like it's generally speaking about the church did it die and like no generally inviting people to its funeral generally generally speaking about the church is the third podcast that's getting ready to launch in the generally speaking lost podcasting network or lost podcasting network (laughs) might as well be but in the generally speaking podcast network and it's going to be talking about things related to the church and about christianity (laughs) and things of that nature and i just thought this this was a good little clip to kind of introduce that or at least give me some uh, excuse to give a shameless plug for that new podcast that'll be coming out in about two weeks for we who are alive who are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and so we will live with the lord forever <laughs> so little, that has nothing to do with anything. That's what I just said. It was a shameless plug, and at least it gave me the opportunity to say it. And now oh, it's done. Wow. They can't take that three, four seconds out of their life, and now they all know about the generally speaking about the church podcast that's going to start in two weeks. Like Isn't that we wonderful? Talked about it last week <laughs> and on my crazy life. Yeah, my crazy life. I got a new episode up there on that. Uh, actually, get, just was finishing up some editing. Yeah. Uh, and of course, it's a little outdated because it doesn't have any mention whatsoever about your grandmother being in the hospital. <laughs> but and it was recorded last night before before yeah. we received that information. But um, but I'm guest starring on the next My Crazy Life. Yeah, so the one that's going to be posted after this one. Right on the next My Crazy Life. And we're talking about sex. Okay, so anyway, uh, we moving right along. We did get some exciting stuff. This is island centric stuff. <laughs> To the hilt, and I'm going to play for you uh, a couple different clips here of the uh, voice on the PA system. What was that? What's that noise? John? What's going on? Talk to me. Just tell me what's happening. What the hell is... Will you shut up? I love that. Maybe you should get Jack. (laughs) I said shut up! Oh, I so wanted him to beat the crud out of him. I love that. 
he's like in the very beginning of the episode he's like why do you let him talk to you like that <laughs> maybe you should get jack <laughs> i'm telling you it's all about his eyes yes it, it is all about this character's eyes and he truly looked genuinely freaked out yeah when the hat started going crazy I believe so. I believe he that he really did. I believe that he was a little concerned about what might happen, and I think that the reason he was genuinely freaked out because got to you got to think about it, okay? Well, this wasn't supposed to happen. Well, he wasn't supposed to be captured by Danielle and and held in the hatch for four no, days. No, he was supposed to be captured and taken in. I believe that. You think so? Yeah. In the way that he's been, I don't think he was supposed to be shot in the arm with an arrow and See, I, have it broken off and pulled out and. I don't think they plan on Saeed to beat the crap out. Well, that was not part of the plan, <laughs> but they knew that it might happen because he obviously he was able to stick it out, right? And 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 take that. Um, but the thing is, is that um, the reason why I believe he was genuinely scared is because he knew what the countdown meant. Okay. He knew what the beeping meant. And the reason why I say that is because if you're just well, no, stuck, hold mean, on, wait. Okay. If you're just stuck in there and you all you have is the lights flicker for a second and all you hear is a little bit of a, you know, sound coming out of a PA system and... So you're not gonna. That's not gonna scare you. I mean, but you've just was. been tortured by no, Saeed. No, okay, no, but he was. I mean, you need to go back and watch. No, it. he was scared. That's what I'm saying. The reason why he was scared was because he knew how but serious it, it, it was. It wasn't beeping by then. It started out with the lights flickering but and then the doors knew closed. It was and... about to happen. He knew that it was about to happen. He okay. knew something serious was about to happen. Okay. And that's why I'm just saying there's okay. no, there's no reason saying, for him to be scared. I'm following along. That's unless he saying. knew something was going to happen. Right. But anyway, so we leave the, I mean, the whole episode is steered away from what's going on in the hatch to bring a very special installment of an island edition of the World Poker Tour. You can't bet. I just bet. You can either call or raise or lay him down on chops. Lay him down, Hurley. He's got your beat. Dude, I got a killer hand here. No, you don't. But you don't even know you where... You got a baby street. He's got the flush. Don't call him, Hurley. Think because you watch poker on TV, you can tussle with the big boys. I got to head back to the hatch. Hatch ain't going nowhere, Doc. How about you put your mangoes where your mouth is? Thank you in my head, Doc. I still got three papayas. Collar fold. Oh, you're in trouble now, cool hand. Talk to Queens makes me a set. <laughs> King's wired. Whoa, dude. Well, I guess that's it. What do you mean, it? Sawyer, you're busted. I... I got it all. Well, that was relentless, brilliant betting. And you know, it was the mount of the bet. You make an excellent point. It was the all-in bet, putting the pressure on your opponent. Very tough to call in that spot, unless you have a monster duke. Well, that is the strength of No Limit Texas Hold'em. You're watching it here on the World Poker Tour. Now, I don't think that people in outside of Kentucky actually got the Mike Sexton World Poker Tour uh, Vince Van Patten inclusion in their episode. But I don't think anybody here outside in Hebron, the Ravenscraft Kent- House. 
got that. <laughs> but but Cliff was so kind to commentary while while, while they played. Yes, I I, I I and he's like, you think because you watch poker on TV, that was awesome. He's like, oh oh, I am so doing something with that. And then of course you got Sawyer and uh, I'm so glad that Jack won. Yeah, and because they kept going at it and though, and Kate goes. Should I go and get a ruler? <laughs> that was hilarious. You gotta watch yourself. When I ask you what you want and for stakes, why didn't you ask for the guns? When I need the guns, I'll get the guns. I love that. Absolutely love that. That is Jack. Just saying, I mean, um, back in season one, they appointed Jack to be their leader. I mean, in in a, you know, they're like, this is just not working. If we're gonna survive here, we've got come together we've got to have one man in charge i mean they said those am i just losing it or no you're right they did and they they did they said those maybe there wasn't a unanimous vote i get that but that is just awesome the way jack is just like look this is what i needed now and when i need the guns i'll get the guns that's right in fact it was just confident and sure oh anyway it helped jack and my Go ahead. You can talk. Okay. Thank you. You think it's your show. (laughs) Scott, I was just going to say that Scott from Nashville uh, agrees with you, and this is what he called in and said. Hey, Scott from Nashville again. I also appreciated this week the strengthening of Jack's character. He had gone from being a neurotic weenie in the last couple episodes to another position of strength. I loved watching him beat Sawyer and even getting a little... uh, a little flirting in with Kate before they discover the beacon in the jungle. So I'm glad to see Jack is back. Uh, at least some of his confidence seems to be back. We'll see how long it lasts, but I appreciated that about this episode, too. So keep up the good work, guys. We'll talk to you later. Hey, thanks, Scott, very much for calling in. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Jack yeah. is back. I agree with you guys. It's- so anyway, we move right along, and uh, we find out that Locke had a job as a house inspector. I think you and your husband got a pretty nice house here. If I had a husband, I'm sure he would be happy to hear that. You know, uh, Stephanie pulled that out right away. And in fact, uh, I, you know, she pointed, it's like, you know that was Nadia, you know, Saeed's woman. And I'm like, really? It's like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. And that would make sense why they made a point to say that she's not married. And mm-hmm. and uh, so, anyway, uh, Stephanie, will you go ahead and read the email from Ellie? Cliff, Stephanie, and Rachel. I don't know how many other emails you've gotten on this, but the woman with, with the house Locke was inspecting, she looked a lot like Nadia, Saeed's girl. Um, didn't, didn't she mention something about a husband? Also, it hit me during math class, didn't Desmond in Jack's flashback say what's your excuse for running like the devil's chasing you and Locke sitting outside Anna Lucia's tent said something of that sort just something I thought about devoted fan Ellie Ellie I think when you're in math class you should definitely be focusing on math I'm just kidding no thanks for calling in and (laughs) and thinking about lost in our podcast all day long and and sending in your emails and yes math is very important yeah sure it is. It is. It really is. Don't knock my specialty. I know. You're oh. the mathematician of the family. I can add and you can't, so don't go there. <laughs> I got a calculator. <laughs> anyway. I can do it in my head. Uh, anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> That's so not true. I know. 
You should sing I with me. I can do something. anything better than you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, our Broadway performance will be on our fourth <laughs> edition of Generally Speaking. Not. Not. Alrighty, so uh, ne- moving right along in the episode, Locke's <laughs> dad I'm is... I'm sorry, I just have to go back and share a real quick story about singing. Okay, go right ahead. <laughs> when, when, when McKenna was, you know, like three, four months old, when babies start laughing, mm-hmm. you know, when they're supposed to, our child did not laugh. We could barely get her to smile. She was just... <laughs> not into it one day i was in the kitchen and um one day i'm in the kitchen all the time (laughs) anyway i don't recall that no okay this particular day i was in the kitchen um doing the dishes and she was in her bouncy seat on the kitchen counter i'm sure people have something to say about that but anyway and i had the radio up turned up really loud before you go on with this story let me give some atmosphere Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, I was, was doing the dishes and I had the radio up really loud. And I was singing and dancing to the radio and, and the child laughed out loud for the first time ever. <laughs> so, anyway, our Broadway pl- uh, uh, musical will not be... <laughs> it's not going to be coming anytime soon. <laughs> no. I'll our, stick to laughing. <laughs> our, voice, our voice trainer quit. Alrighty. So, anyway... Sorry. Uh, Sorry to get off track. Oh my gosh! Dad is alive. That was like a whole two and a half minutes non-lost related. It was not. I'm serious. If you wouldn't have interrupted me to play the music, it would have been fine. The music added suspense and stuff to the show. (laughs) I'm telling you. It was so not two and a half minutes. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. (laughs) But now it was. Now we're at like two minutes, and now people have already tuned out now. Did you hear that? Was that not the coolest sound effect in the entire episode? The window rolling down? Yeah. Hello, son. Hello, son. I would have run the other way. I know, Locke. What, remember, Seriously. He looked down at the coffin and says, I forgive you. Okay. That was when he was dead. Okay? <laughs> now he's alive. No, he's not now, forgiven anymore. Now he's not really dead. And yeah, no. now... The game is on. Let me let me tell you why I love Locke, okay, and why I've I've I think I've always stuck by his side through this, haven't I? Except for when he punched Charlie. When he punched Charlie, I was a little upset, and I thought that I, it it was over the line. It was so over the line. But I tell you, I've one of he's definitely got some anger issues. Okay, there's no d- doubt about that. He met <laughs> Helen at the Just anger. anger? Men- <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, he's got some anger issues. I've always got more issues than just anger. Like what? Like life? Well, no, I mean, like... Go ahead. I mean, everybody's got life issues. Uh, he's just messed up. Go ahead. I'll let you finish I don't think he's now. totally messed up. I think he's dealing with some circumstances, and but he does have some anger issues. And, you know, I, I know a lot of men, and they, they face anger issues. And, and so, uh, one thing I will say for Locke and this is some relationship crap I'm going to share with you here, okay? <laughs> that I really enjoy his character because at the funeral, I thought it made Locke a very big man in my eyes to have him say, I forgive you for taking my kidney. I know what I did to you was wrong. You stole my kidney. What do you want from me? <laughs> I killed myself off because there are two. What do you want to say? When, when Kate's reading the obituaries and she's like, what's your dad's name? It's, it's Anthony Cooper, right? I mean, he's dead. 
Maybe he left his kidney. That was good. I should have kept that clip, shouldn't I? That was so funny. <laughs> Maybe like, he left you his kidney. That was good. That was good. That, that was, was good. good. Now, let's Go ahead. let's pretend that I muted our mic so it's not really annoying for people to listen to the clips and hear us laughing. Yeah, right. Two men out there who were going to beat me to it. I took them for $700,000. Retirement gone. I put the money in a safe deposit box. I need... Okay, I'm going to stop it there for just a second. Uh, retirement con. I agree with Michelle West, who called in earlier, and said oh, yeah. that she believes that uh, Locke's dad is the real Mr. Sawyer. And obviously, he is a con man. He con. See, the only thing that I don't get about that, and it's probably just the, the casting director's bad choice in actors for this role, and I'm not trying to dog the actor who plays Anthony Cooper at all. Right. He does a good job. But here's the thing, is that I'm so going to get hate mail. Uh-oh. She's about ready to stick her foot in her mouth. I can see it. I don't think he's attractive. And the whole thing is that, you know, there he seduces this There we go, trashing the characters woman. again. No, go ahead. He seduces this woman and, you know, gets her to bring her husband on board in this big con. And... He's coming to some. Look how old Locke I, is. Well, and, I know. And then what's Locke? Forty. No, no, that's not what you, you need to look at. How old Sawyer is? Okay, look. And think Sawyer. back. Okay. So when he was how like, old what, Sawyer? Thirty-five, thirty-seven years old. Sawyer's thirty-seven years old. Let's just let's just assume he's thirty-seven. Is. You know, this is thirty-seven years. I don't years. think he's that old. And, well, let's just put it this way: thirty some odd years ago. Well, I'm telling you, that man must have had a hard life to look. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Go ahead and send that to Rachel Griffin at Insight. <laughs> send it right on over. Better yet, you could go to the forum in you Stephanie's edit section. Me out. I'm not editing you. I heck I got too much going on. I'm not editing this show at all. We're going live, babe. You wanna hear some hate mail coming. Here it comes. Anyway, let's finish up this clip. You to go in there. You think I'm stupid? I want you to take 200 grand of it. It won't make up for what I did to you, but it's the best I can do. Now, this is getting ready to come to the part that I need you guys to listen to closely because I totally heard this the wrong way. (laughs) Stephanie heard this the correct way. And so the following cutbacks into Locke's flashback uh, we viewed them in two completely different ways, and I'll explain in just a second. Be at the Flightline Motel, and then I'm going money or no money. Right here. And John, if I don't see you again, I'll understand. I know what I do. Okay, here's the deal. I totally heard something different than what he said. And he said, and John, if I don't see you again, Kate's dead. Helen. Uh, okay, Kate. You know why I say Kate? Katie Seagal. <laughs> and did, is is it Kate on uh was it Kate with uh eight simple rules for dating my daughter? I think her name was Kate. I don't know. Or was it Kate Mm-mm. was it Kate on Married with Children? Mm-mm. I don't know. Mm-mm. But I'm sure somebody'll be glad to tell us. <laughs> I'm sure they will. <laughs> so anyway, um so I, I I don't remember. He says, "Listen, and if you don't show uh, Helen is dead. That's what I heard. And so I'm sitting there thinking, okay, wow, he's... 
and totally so, went all creepy on us now. And then we're sitting there and we're watching the the clip where he does go to the hotel. Yes. And he comes in and and Anthony asked him, "So, what's her um, name? Your date for, you know, your date at my funeral? <laughs> well, well uh, she have a name? Yeah. And Cliff's like, "What's up? He just said that." That Helen was dead if he didn't bring the... I said, no. He said, I'll understand. He said, no. He said, Helen's dead. It totally changed that <laughs> few moments of the show for me. So anyway, moving right along. Uh, and uh, just... Okay, question. Yes. Back about Anthony Cooper. Okay, okay, go ahead. You are faking your own death to get away from these people that you stole money from. Yep. Right? Yep. Why do you go to your own funeral and purposely be seen? I don't think he purposely was being seen. I think he went there. Sitting there suspiciously in a white car with very, very tinted windows. And then know. speeds off. That was so... I think he went there. So to attention grabbing. The thing is, I think that perhaps he wanted to see who would attend his funeral. <laughs> I'd want to know. Yeah? Yeah, it's pretty sad. Only two people showed up. So, uh, four. who else? The two guys looking for him. <laughs> <laughs> you got a point there. You know, you got to think how you spend your life. Yeah. You know? So they brought up Jack's tattoo. Yeah. What were you doing in Thailand? What, you don't think I know where Phuket is? Just because I dropped out of ninth grade don't make me an idiot. Far East, huh? Wouldn't have taken you for a world traveler. Where you got the art on your shoulder? So, question about the tattoos. You think they um, addressed that because so many people had been asking about that? I think so. Moving right along. Helen, hey, you don't understand. I was going to tell you everything. You lied to me. I, no, please, I can explain. You looked me right in the eye and you lied to me. You've made no. your choice, John. You need his love more than mine. No, my choice is you. And then he proposes to her. So not the right moment. He is so not the romantic guy. You <laughs> he know, tried to be. He did. You know, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, this is going to be where they're going to show his, how he got into a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm just waiting for the, you know, him to run out there to her. And the two guys have been following him. Uh, his dad comes out and his dad hops into the to the cab. cab and he's stuck between Helen or should he go run after his father and he's not sure and he's standing in the middle of the road and, and all of a sudden the two bad guys come and run him over. I love the way you tell stories. I know. Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> and so here he is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, right. you're not. Anyway, um, and so and then before we go and close out this uh, plot line discussion, I do want to show, uh, I do want to share the one thing that was the most awesome thing in the well, episode. We didn't talk about anything of the diagram. That's what I was getting ready to point up. You thought that was the most awesome? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Totally you think? when Henry was exposed was the most awesome uh, part of the show. Okay. So totally. they were equal in my eyes. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Ah, diagrams. <laughs> Do you know what the diagram is? It's the stations. Well, hello, Miss. How do you do? How, whatever. Don't even start with me. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was. It was predictable. Yeah. It was not as bad as the balloon scene, but <laughs> no. Um, it was the cool, freaky black light. Yeah, I mean, they mm. did. Yeah, they. I mean, the music was good and. 
I'd be honest with you, I looked and I saw some stuff about the diagram. Uh, some there You can make out that, uh, uh, let's see here, at the bottom it's obviously pointing to the swan hatch, and then there's a place that says, I am here, so it's obviously a map that somebody's been working on over time. Does it have a... I think probably Desmond. Emergency exit. <laughs> I think I I think probably Desmond was the one working on this. You think? Mm-hmm. And I believe that uh let's see here. There was something about missile C V two inactive since accident. And I think that I think maybe Desmond's been making some notes from uh stuff he's been he was talking about with Kelvin before he died and and uh some stuff like that. But anyway, uh, the you got the hatch at twelve o'clock. It kind of looked like the arrow, possibly, but it's hard to make out. And then at ten o'clock, I can't make it out, but it looks kind of like the medical symbol. I, and then I think it was uh, at eight o'clock. There was something that said Neptune. Basically, it's a, it's a map of all the hatches on the island, possibly where they're laid out on the island. And it even looks like there might even be tunnels uh, yeah. that that could possibly connect each of the uh, hatches together or bunkers yeah. but anyway um and then this whole thing is were there Kinda missiles like- are there missiles underneath and and that could be launched and stuff like that but to be honest with you i have not had an opportunity to really uh look into all right. that stuff because right. of today but um if, if anybody wants to call in next week we'll right. we'll put it into the well, listener feedback sure section will. in fact let's go ahead and go to that segment now we're not going to talk about go ahead we're not going to talk about henry gale exposed Oh, you keep forgetting. I mean, that was like the moment of the show that I, I'm just like, I'm amazed at how they keep open. You know, la- season one, they opened with the eyeball, <laughs> you know, every week. And now they're just like ending with these huge cliffhangers. And it's freaking me out because the season finale is just, I mean, if each episode is going to be. Are you, are you turning me out? Because you totally <laughs> look distant. <laughs> I was not listening to you, but I figured our listeners were. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm looking okay, for the but clip. I'm talking to you. I know, but you didn't have to tell people I wasn't listening. <laughs> I was going to... You Where's know, I, Rachel? I do this all the time. What happens... You totally you, tune me out all the time, I, I know. No, on the podcast, you and Rachel <laughs> talk... Only on the podcast. Only on... Well, sometimes in the van when I'm listening to the podcast, but... <laughs> I know. Rachel and I have you guys, our conversation. You guys and keep talking, and I'm looking for the next clip. And, and every once in a while, you'll say a couple words, so I, we know that you're still here. And I say, uh-huh, yeah, exactly, whatever you just said. That's so not how the podcast goes. You listen to our show? Yeah, I, well, that's how I find out what you said during the show. <laughs> you're bad. Well, honey. I'm listening now because hey, baby, I... baby, it's just me and you here. You need to look at me. And okay. And you need to acknowledge you, that I'm speaking. You started to sound like that girl from Matthew. You look like a mom. <laughs> You need to look at me. <laughs> it's eleven fifteen. Go ahead. Were you saying something about the I Gale don't guy? I didn't know what I was saying. Well, why don't I go ahead and play the clip and see if it jogs your memory at all? Said it's okay. I said get away. All right, I let him out. Couldn't you find my balloon? Yeah, we found it. We did find your balloon, Henry Gale. Exactly how you described it. We also found the grave you described. Your wife's grave. The grave you said you dug with your own bare hands. It was all there. Your whole story, your alibi. It was true. 
But still, I did not believe it to be true. So I dug up that grave. I found that there was not a woman inside, there was a man. A man named Henry Gale. Hi, this is Kate from Kirkland, Washington. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I was blown away by this episode, Lockdown. Uh, at the end of last week's episode, I was convinced that Henry Gale was an other. I had flip-flop back and forth, but I was absolutely convinced. And then when they found the balloon, I couldn't believe it. I thought I'd been duped again, like in Long Pond. Um, but of course, when the when the uh, uh, delivery from Dharma was there, the balloon looked similar, and I thought, oh, he's not an other; he's part of Dharma. I'm not sure. I don't know if if the balloons were actually the same, but um, perhaps the writers were putting that in to to. Uh, have some discussion on that, but anyway, I just wanted to call in and, and let you know that I am more in love with Lost now than I ever was before. I'm such a nerd. Anyway, um, thank you. Bye. Hey, guys, this is Scott from Nashville, and I think the writers are doing a fantastic job, especially with the whole Henry Gale thing. They really took us on a roller coaster ride this week. Starting with the cereal bowl confession last week that had us all thinking one thing, and then uh, this week we started out thinking he might be another, then we found his balloon, thought maybe he's telling the truth, and then he helps out Locke, so that builds up some more good guy points, and then at least hit me out of the blue when Saeed came back with the driver's license of the other Henry Gale. So I was just laughing with appreciation when he did that because really this show has really given me an appreciation for good writing and storytelling, so I think they've done a great job with Henry. So that's all I've got. Thanks for the podcast. Bye. Thank you very much, Kate and Scott, for those comments. I I so am with Scott when when they did the whole... You know, um, so I dug it. And and could Saeed have talked any slower? No, that was awesome. So I dug it up. And I did not find a woman inside, but a man. And I so called it. A I even. Man named, he, Cliff called it. Cliff called it. And I'm word you, for word. As soon as Saeed said, a man named Henry Gale. We are doing what we yell at our kids for all the time. We're dancing on the couch and we're <laughs> high fiving and we're just, you know, having a really good. <laughs> I I called that word a man named Henry Gale, and then all of a sudden it goes yes. a man named Henry Gale. It's and, like yes, that was awesome. What I was saying before was um, they are you know, each week is like being this huge cliffhanger to the next week. You know, with the um, you know last week he the whole cereal bowl thing and um, trying to make the joke. You know, well sure is. <laughs> Uh, whatever he said. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'm glad I'm not one of them or, or something like that. Yeah. And then um, and then the way they end this week with 
oh, it was just incredible. It was awesome ending. The season finale is going to be breathtaking. It, it is. It is going to be so awesome. I mean, and it is going to be a cliffhanger like no other. I mean, it's going to put a whole new definition to cliffhanger. Allie McBeal season finales will have nothing compared to Lost. I don't know where that came where from. The, yeah, seriously. <laughs> but um, totally off subject. Um, what do you say we do a podcast to finish out Alias? Mm. Just to talk about the way they're ending it. We could do that. Where would we put it? Would we put it in this feed, or we? Let's put it in the My Crazy Life. That way, okay. I don't have to do a whole new feed and all that stuff. Man, this is so much work. This podcasting. I'm just kidding. Um, just a thought in my mind. Okay. Greetings and salutations, it's Rem here, former Hatch Monkey, back in Calgary and glad to be here with our first installment of Lost in the News. And a big thanks to Matt, who's been doing some great work posting on the Lost Forum at www.ravenscraft.org forward slash Lost Forum. He also posted this article, which says, quote, EGM's April 2006 issue sports a short entry under its monthly rumor mill section, telling us readers to expect a... Lost video game this fall for unspecified consoles. Oh my, this could be very bad news. Apparently they're working on a game version of Desperate Housewives as well. I've read some early reviews that suggest that it is quite possibly the worst video game ever conceived by humanity. And from the forums, one of our members, Join Camp, says, Well, take that for what you will. Personally, I cannot see in any possible way how this could be a good thing. But I may be wrong. However, my experience is that good games never come out of movie TV franchises. You know, if we get to pick the games, I wouldn't mind playing Zeke without the beard. Oh, I would love to play the Smoke Monster. Have a look at Matt's post on the forum for the article. He also posted two other news items. This one coming from the Daily Variety that Matthew Fox may be signing up to work with Dennis Quaid on a film called Vantage Point. And of course, Fox has been really busy lately with a new film he's starring in called We Are Marshall that also stars Matthew McConaughey. And second, Apple has set up a new season pass option on iTunes for ABC's Lost and Desperate Housewives. Several readers note that iTunes has now offered an option for the season pass, which is $35 for each series. And both shows offer a season pass that includes all of the current and future episodes of season two, as well as the option to buy all of the previous episodes of season one. Hmm. Episodes are $35 as well. And earlier this year, Apple launched a multi-pass option, which lets users buy TV shows on a monthly basis. Thanks for the posts, Matt, and congratulations on the promotion to assistant moderator. Now, coming up next Wednesday, the 5th of April, is our next new episode, and it's a Hurley-centric episode called Dave. Libby lends Hurley support when he begins to think that the island is having a strange effect on him, and Locke's sense of purpose is shaken when the prisoner a.k.a. Henry Gale, provides new information about the nature of the hatch. And in a recent interview, Jorge Garcia says that Lost fans are very eager to learn more about Hurley's backstory, particularly his time in the Mental Institute. If you missed the official Lost podcast this week with Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof, Jorge Garcia was interviewed and spoke more about the romantic footage that was shot between he 
and Libby. We shot more in that episode when you kind of first see them doing laundry. Uh, Hurley asked Libby on a date. Uh, or to go on a walk, which is what the island equivalent of a date is, you know, instead of we can't really do dinner in a movie. And uh, and they also showed us on that walk uh, for a brief moment. So, um, yeah, I, I hope looks like there might be more to come. Also on the official Lost podcast, a viewer wrote in asking the question that we've all been asking about the Hanso Foundation website and why it's been down for so long. As Dane would say from Miliwake, what's up with that? We are involved in a project which is going to um, involve the internet that's going to start uh, in May. In May. But you're going to have to watch the show, um, and not just the show, but what happens in between the show. Between the acts of the show. So, sort of fair, fairly carefully in order to sort of begin the path on this, what we're calling an experience. Yeah, and this internet experience will actually be launched uh, during one of the shows in May, and, and it will be a pathway that will lead to a lot of information about the show that we're not going to get to on the show, but it's not just a sort of ancillary, Yeah, it's unrelated. not behind-the-scenes stuff either. It's like... It's real mythology. It's kind of it's good, real cool storytelling. storytelling. Yeah. And, uh, Which hopefully is going to just in some degree satisfy the desire for new material on Lost over the summer. I mean, you know, during that period of time when the show is down before we start the next season, we are actually going to be telling some Lost stories. And that is going to be mucho cool. Well, look at that. My Dharma brand macaroni and cheese is almost done. I shall now return you to the Generally Speaking Studios. That's Lost in the News. I'm Rem. Salutations. This week, Rem helped us out by uh, reading a couple comments uh, and some forum stuff. And uh, I've got two bits from Rem here that he's going to share. And here's an email that Cliff recently received. It says, quote, Hi, Cliff. I left a couple of comments on the listener line this week, just letting you know that you've got some fans out in the contemporary Christian music world. I play keyboards for Stephen Curtis Chapman and have done so since 1992. If we're ever near Cincinnati, I'll let you know. I'd love to meet you guys if you can fit it into your crazy life. One of our guitar (laughs) players is a Lost fan, as is our monitor engineer. Peace, Scott Sheriff. And his website is www.myspace.com forward slash Scott Sheriff Music. Hey, Scott. Uh, well, I, I I got that email and I replied right. to Scott, but uh, Scott and Stephen Curtis Chapman kidding? and I mean, all the other band members. We would everything else in our crazy life to, to, to do that. Yes, we would. That would be so awesome. So anytime you're in Cincinnati, Indiana, Lexington, Kentucky, Louisville. anywhere... <laughs> Uh, within the within a three-hour driving distance of our home, we will we will come and and uh, we'll sign your T-shirt, <laughs> right? Whatever. <laughs> How about you sign, you ours? sign ours? So uh, yeah, I love. I've always listened to uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Matter of fact, I, and, when I was yeah. I got saved in uh, 1991 when I became a Christian, and uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman was probably one of the very first Christian music artists yeah. that I listened to. So. Yeah. Uh, very good band, and uh, Scott, thank you so much for listening. And uh, tell Steve the Stephen to just hey, check us didn't out. We use his maybe, song in our wedding. We did. Which we song did. was it? It'll come to me. We did. We used that song something about forever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really just should edit this, but I'm not going something to. Something about forever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> something about ball and chain. I don't know. <laughs>
<laughs> I don't think he wrote a song like that. I don't think so. But it'll but come to me. If he has writer's it, block, I, we just me. now if we see Ball and Chain as a title of <laughs> Stephen Curtis Chapman's song. Uh, okay. Here's a posting from the Generally Speaking Forum at www.ravenscraft.org forward slash lost forum. Matt started this thread by saying, quote, I can't stand it. Naveen Anders puts it best. I'm enjoying this show very much with all in characters. Lost as a huge cast and on an island where anything and everything weird possible can and will happen, it would make sense that at least one was killed. But I don't like the prospect of possible new fans coming to the show and saying, well, who's going to die this season? Let's not forget that Lost is a character-driven drama show, and losing its characters is like losing answers to the mysteries of the island for good. I just hope the writers of the show don't walk down the same murderous path that 24 does. Then Edith Baker came back with a reply saying, quote, I agree with you. Some say that Boone and Shannon died because there was no place for the characters to grow. I believe there was so much more to learn about them. Maybe they need to get rid of Walt because of his growth spurts, but the killing must stop. Kill some red shirts. <laughs> I like that. Then a response from W. Alien who said, quote, Oh, I know it's so annoying. Some people care so much about who is going to die next. We're not even sure if anyone is going to die anytime soon. It's better when they're all alive. Then Gracie's mom chimed in with a response saying, Word on all the spoiler pages says that there will be another death on Lost this season. No clue as to who or when, but someone will go. But again, it could be Steve. Or is it Scott? Then Matt came back and said, Oh no, Kim, they got to you too. Don't get sucked into the lies and speculation. Just enjoy the ride. And Heavy T closed out this particular thread by saying, I agree with you, Matt. Pretty soon they'll kill off the entire cast and wonder why their ratings are so low. Thank you, Rem, very much. And just so you guys know, that's the exciting kind of conversations that are taking place on the Generally Speaking Lost Forum. And you can get there just by going to www.ravenscraft.org forward slash lost forum. And Stephanie, I think you have something you want to say. I Will Be Here by Stephen Curtis Chapman was the song played in our wedding. See. And I had a momentary, momentary memory block. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. One of my favorite songs. Very cool. So see, tell Stephen that he we even played his song in our wedding. <laughs> I don't know if we needed to like give him any royalties for that. Maybe you shouldn't tell Stephen. <laughs> anyway, uh, we do have some more uh, call-ins. And let me go ahead and uh, play a call from Rob. Hi, this is Rob. Great show you guys do. I'm calling about son's pregnancy. I don't think she had an affair. And I think she's pregnant thanks to some amazing South Korean medical technology. A couple of years ago, I heard a talk by some Harvard expert about where is medical technology going. And one of the interesting things was that they said cloning humans is just a matter of time, and most likely <clears throat> it'll first be proven in South Korea. That's who seems to be ahead in that race. And they said at some point the U.S. would probably change their laws to catch up in this key new technology area. Um, we know that Sun's dad is very powerful. He's a key industrialist. He even has government ministers beat up when it helps his company's productivity. He would know the very best fertility or genetics doctors in Korea, or he would get them if his daughter needed them. And we know Sun was um, uh, had some testing done, or I don't know if she was, um, you know, subdued at all in, in 
or, you know, pain killers or anything powerful in getting checked out by that doctor. But we don't really know what happened. She might have received artificial insemination. She could even have someone else's egg implanted by him. Um, she probably doesn't know, but maybe knows. Um, but I don't think she had an affair. I think the the uh, English teacher uh, romance is, is just a red herring to throw us off. Um, and her, her scared look is either that she knows something and knows that Jin doesn't know, or that she's totally baffled. How could this have happened? Where did it happen? Um, so that's what I think her looks are about. But who knows? Just a theory. Um, oh, and by the way, I think part-time lost writer Leonard Dick was in the same audience when that Harvard medical technology guy was speaking. It was a talk in Boston. But anyway, thanks for everything. Bye. Thanks, Rob. And uh, here's a call that we got from Mike regarding Locke's eyes. Hey, this is Mike from Chesapeake again. I was just calling to correct myself on something I said before. Locke's eyes in that flash in the dream that Claire had actually were black and white, as in like the blacks and white stones that they found with Adam and Eve in the cave. But here's my what I really called for. Uh, I'm glad somebody else noticed the resemblance between Claire's boyfriend and Henry Gale. It's it's uncanny. There's got to be something with that. And the way he does the, the complete 180 to wanting the baby and then to, oh, we can't do this when it's to the point where it's too late. But did anybody notice the uh, with her psychic? Her psychic mentions when he's sending her to L.A. that they're not strangers, they're good people. And when Claire was talking to Ethan, Ethan keeps referring to him and the others as good people and we're a good family. There's got to be something going on there. It's a whole big setup. that I don't even know how you could set something like that up, but it's going on. Anyways, thank you. Bye. Alrighty, well, thank you very much, Mike, for that call, and we're moving right along, and we've got a call from Jeff from Buffalo, New York. Hey, I just wanted to say I thought it was a great episode, uh, The Whole Truth. Hey, props to Sun for staying committed to her marriage. As long as she was telling the whole truth, uh, I'm just so glad to see a character with some morality uh, sticking to her marriage. Uh, you know, for a while I thought for sure she was going to be messing around with that guy teaching her English but, um, hey, uh, big mystery, though. Where'd the baby come from, huh? Uh, was it conceived miraculously? Or did the island somehow heal Jen of his problem? Uh, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Also, just I noticed that uh, when they were searching for the balloon, that a sudden rain shower came. And I've noticed in a couple of other episodes that uh, a big rain shower will come and then trouble happens. Uh, a rain shower came when Sun was in her garden, and uh, Charlie abducted her, and then all of a sudden in this episode it rains, and they're supposed to find the balloon or whatever is supposed to happen in the next episode. Uh, just your thoughts on that. You guys are doing a great job. Your website looks great, and look forward to hearing your comments. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jeff. And here's a call from Earth. I am, am going to... Oh. Stop me! <laughs> Quickly comment on that, that that was a very good connection. He he was saying that um, 
that when it ra- it rains and then something bad happens. Yeah, and then and I think that that's a good connection. The only connection yeah. that wasn't there is that usually it's rain, something bad happens, and and uh, the dog, what's his name, Vincent, is around. So I think Vincent probably found Michael or Walter. Yeah, I think Vincent went with Michael. Hey guys, this is Jeff Gage in Irvine, California. Um, love your podcast. Had one little thing to add about it. All of this talk about the milk and where the milk come from and the powdered milk and all this stuff. If I remember right, Desmond had eggs. Okay, milk you can powder. Eggs you can't powder. What's the deal? That's it for me. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> okay. I, I am so turning into a podcast geek. I can accept that. But I am just not going where you just went with that whole <laughs> alien thing. That hey, what can I say? It's getting tired. It is 1140. <laughs> I've been up since 5 o'clock this morning. Of and your own will. I know. Of your own will. I know. It's, let's move on. Okay, go ahead. Hey, this is Joshy Cat. Just wanted to say how much I really enjoy your uh, podcast. But I, I did just want to say I uh, I like the character of uh, Henry Gale. But uh, a couple of years ago, he played a, he did play a serial killer on uh, I, I forget I think it was ABC uh, show The Practice. And um, just thought you'd uh, be interested of uh, in knowing that. Bye bye. That's where I've seen him. I knew he was freaky. <laughs> I knew it. And you even said last week he should be a serial, play a serial killer or something. Was that you or Rachel? Yeah, I, I think that was Rachel. But he's, you he, know, some act, some actors just have that look about them. They do, and or are able to master that look. Right. And and he's one. And and I hate to say that, but if he was to play some kind of you know fun loving role, you'd be like. Whatever. When's he gonna turn? Because <laughs> he's just got that. He's 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 mastered that look. Yep. He really has. We've got one final call here. Okay, one more. Go ahead. Hi, Cliff, Stephanie, and Rachel. This is Carlos again. I called in your last podcast with my theory on Thomas and the whole Dharma thing. I'd like to thank you for playing that, and uh, like to thank you for playing my brother's call um, and doing a promo for his podcast. Chef Mark Tafoya and uh, his Remarkable Podcast. I come to you with uh, a couple more theories I have. The Others and Locke. A lot of people have speculated that Locke's dad is Oliver Hunso. I think he's a mole for The Others because I've noticed that they're always obsessed with names and knowing names. Sort of their way of scaring people. Henry Gale asks Saeed's name. He's always interested in other people's information. And Locke is talking to Sawyer in the hunting party episode and he's saying, why did you choose that name? And he said, how'd you know? And he's like, well, Herbie gave me the manifest. And so I'm thinking that Locke got the manifest to give the others more information about the people and their names and that he's not necessarily one of them, but is a mole in the camp and that we'll find this out in the upcoming episode lockdown. So great job with the podcast, Cliff, Rachel, and Stephanie, and keep up the good work. Thanks. Bye. Top 10. The Lost Top 10. Hello, this is Trevor. This is the weekly Lost Top 10. Let's get this moving. Top 10 things I've learned on Lost. Number 10. Everybody loves a golf course. Number 9. Always take your shoes off when you enter someone else's home. Number eight. 
the biggest redneck can actually be the biggest bookworm. Number seven. When in doubt, push the button. Number six. Never play the lottery with the numbers 4, 18, 15, 16, 23, or 42. Number five. Talk softly and carry a Jesus stick. Number four. There are always enough blue tarps to go around. Number three. Felons can be women, Republican Guard torturists can fall in love, and multi-millionaires can be the most unlikely people. Number two. There's no such thing as overpacking. And number one. Always expect the unexpected. Check the Generally Speaking forum for next week's Lost Top Ten. I'm Trevor. Call me Desmond. I am out of here. It's Kim again. I'm here with your winners and questions for trivia quiz number five. The winners this week are Casper, Matt, Marley, 2A2, and the Lost Twins. Sounds a little familiar, doesn't it? Congratulations, guys. Number one, the question asks, name at least two names that the writers have given to more than one character. Some of the answers were Jason, Brian, Karen, Megan, Mike or Michael, and Helen. Number two, How much did Shannon's Australian boyfriend run off with? And the correct answer is $50,000. Number three, what kind of shrimp did Frank Sawyer sell? The correct answer is only two choices, shrimp and mild sauce or shrimp and hot sauce. Number four, what is the name of the man that conned Sawyer? And the correct answer is Hibbs. Number five, Sam used the numbers to guess how many what were in the jar at the fair. And the correct answer is beans. Number six, what two characters have said, don't tell me what I can't do? The correct answer, Jack and Locke. Number seven, the black rock was once used as a, the correct answer, slave ship. Number eight, by the sixth day on the island, how many known survivors were there? And the correct answer is 46. Number nine, who said you'll never take care of anyone? The correct answer, Lucy, and that's from the Charlie flashback. Number 10, around which wrist did the marshal have Kate handcuffed? Two possible answers. I took both or I took the right wrist. When she was reaching up for her oxygen mask, she only had a handcuff on her right wrist. So again, congratulations to Casper, Matt, Marley, 2A2, and the Lost Twins. Uh, I think the quiz was a little easier this week. Nah, the next thing I'm going to get into is some form facts. If you haven't had the opportunity yet to check out our forum, we are at ravenscraft.org forward slash lost forum. Right now we have 265 members and over 4,000 posts. A little bit more of forum news. We have just added three moderators to the forum, and those people are Casper, Matt, and Harpy Siren. So if you're on the forum and you need some help, please also look to those three people to help you out. And the last little bit of business for me, I'd like to say hello to the email person that wrote to Cliff last week from Pottsville. It's nice to know someone else from my hometown's listening to the show. Thanks a lot, everyone. You'll hear from me next week. Bye. Hey, everyone. This is the podcast update for the weekly Lost Edition of Generally Speaking. I'm going to start recording these updates separately from our live recording of the show so that this segment will already be edited before we record on Thursday evenings, which hopefully will drastically cut down our production time. I do have just a few items I'd like to cover in this week's podcast update. 
First off, last week I had announced that we had reached a new milestone in our podcast. I announced that we had broke the 11,000 listener mark for our show. Well, I want to thank everyone who sent in the notes of congratulations. However, I must tell you that I just found out this week that Libsyn.com, the service who hosts our podcast, had some errors in their stats reporting program, and it turns out that our last episode of the Weekly Lost Edition was downloaded by only 5,421 individuals. I must tell you, however, we are still very excited about the fact that that number does reflect an increase of 400 new listeners to our show. And so again, thank you very much if you're a new listener to our show, and I hope you're enjoying what you're hearing so far. Next up, I want to say a very special thank you to the following individuals who have used the PayPal Donate button on our website to make a one-time donation. We have Michelle West, Melissa Carlson, Emma Leite-Bavine, and I apologize if I mispronounced that, Aaron Fraser, and Christina Gillespie. Thank you guys very much uh, from the very bottom of my heart. It is the support of our listeners that keeps this show coming to you on a weekly basis. Not everyone can give financially to our show, and we understand that and don't expect it. However, there are multiple ways you can contribute to the success of our show. The best way to help the production of this show is to call in and be a part of it yourself. We love nothing more than to get calls to our listener line at area code 413-521-0958. Again, just call 413-521-0958 and leave your comments and questions for us to use in the show. I do get very excited every time I get an email notification that somebody has left a message on our listener line. Another way to support our show is to join our Lost Forum and contribute to the discussions online relating to Lost with other Generally Speaking listeners. Simply go to www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Click on the Weekly Lost Podcast, and then you'll see the button for the Generally Speaking Lost Forum. Or if you want to bypass all that, you can simply go to ravenscraft.org forward slash lost forum. And if you are able to contribute a donation of any sized amount, you may do so by simply clicking the PayPal button on our site. One final note, as I mentioned, I'm seeking to decrease the amount of production time, especially during the crunch time, between when the new episode airs and the time I get this podcast to you, our listener. This week, we have Rem picking up the Lost in the News segment for us. We have Dr. Bruder on staff now as our tabloid news reporter. I don't know how much we can trust everything he comes in with his reports uh, on being true or whatever. But he does seem to have some friends in high places. High on what, we're still not sure. However, uh, we do appreciate his input nonetheless. One thing that we're trying this week, as you may have already heard by the time that I'm playing this for the show, uh, is that Rem is going to be testing out something new. And that is he's going to be reading some of the comments into audio files. And he's going to send those over to us so that it can play them just as if they were called into the listener line. With all of this stuff in place, it should help to drastically reduce the amount of time editing, uh, and perhaps I'll be able to even get this show out to you sooner. I'll keep you posted in future podcast updates. I've invited Dane from Milwaukee, or Milwaukee, to submit his What's Up With That segment whenever he has the opportunity. And I am extending an open invitation to anyone who has some audio editing talent to put together a weekly lost spoiler segment for the end of our show. If you're interested, please send me a sample mp3 file to podcast at ravenscraft.org. Well, that's all I have this week. 
please be sure to check out my other podcasts that you can find on the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. And of course, you can find us online at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Thank you very much, and tell others about our show. Wow, thank you, Cliff, for that awesome podcast update. <laughs> Gee, I wonder if he could mention, how how many times can he mention, generallyspeakingpodcast.com? I think I'm going to go back and count. <laughs> Hey, this is Eric Fisher with the Crazy Theory of the Week. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had a straight-up crazy theory, but, you know, uh, I was trapped in um, a, a dream. Was it a dream or, or was it purgatory? I Well, anyway, uh, Crazy Theory of the Week. Well, I've had this theory for a long time, and I've been kind of thinking that the monster or security system on the island was product placement. This entire thing, this whole series so far, has just been one long, dramatized setup to have product placement for the monster slash nanobot slash security system. Don't believe me? Not sold on it yet? Well, I was digging on the internet, doing research, because I'm a dedicated lost theorologist, and I found this. Are you looking for the next new toy on the block? I want to get a toy. Do you need something to protect you from those bullies in the schoolyard? It got my lunch money back. Yeah! Woo! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Prepare for a best friend that knows everything about you. It scanned my brain. And no, this one is not imaginary. Brothers or sisters getting in your room? Take that, brother. Parents in your business. We've got the remedy for you. It mowed my lawn. It got me a date. Take it to school. Take it to the playground. Take it to the max. I love you, Smoke. Monster Nano Security Beast Bot Thing. Batteries not included. I don't know where to put them. I just have to say thank you again to um, to everyone who's left comments of their thoughts and prayers, and um, it's it's going to be a rough couple of days, weeks. Um, yeah, you're waiting for information and and having to make a decision for my grandpa, and um, and well, my grandpa having to make a decision. Right. And um, so I probably won't be on the forum as much. And they understand. I just, well, I know they do. I'm just letting them know. Very cool. That that I do I do appreciate their their comments. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and uh, get out of here. And you want to just say it together, maybe? One, two, three. Let's get lost. You have been listening to Generally Speaking, a podcast production of Ravenscraft.org. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958. After you hear this greeting... Thank you for calling. To leave a message, please press 1. Leave your comments and questions, and please start with your name and where you're calling from. This podcast is made possible with the generous support of our listeners and and in part by periodic sponsors to the show. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal donate button on our website at ravenscraft.org. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening. We're going to need to watch that again. 
uh, TiVo it and watch it frame by frame. You'll pick things up. <laughs> That's it, guys. Well, hey, anyway, this is like where we would normally throw in like the edited out clips and stuff. So, I mean, we don't have anything to throw in here as outtakes. Maybe I should just no. end by saying, hey, I really got to pee really bad. 